Welcome to Leaders on the Rise. I'm Lydia Pierre, founder and CEO of Pierre Branding Group. We help create stories that resonate with audiences to forge unforgettable, unique brand experiences. These stories ultimately become infused with all aspects of the client's branding, thereby turning entrepreneurs into media celebrities by growing their authority and helping them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal to you how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello there, and welcome to Leaders on the Rise. I am your host, Lydia Pierre, CEO of Pierre Branding Group. And today we have the lovely, the beautiful, the sweet, and the energetic Miss Debbie Page with us. Hey, Debbie. Hello, and thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. I, I As I said earlier, I feel the energy already, and I love it. Aww, thank you. Thank you. And I feel the energy. Like I told you earlier, I saw it, I saw it even through your photos and all of the amazing stories that I've already heard about you. I mean, um, just knowing the things that you've been through and to see that you still have such a smile on your face is just such a great, great depiction of what it means to not only be a conqueror, but to also just be someone who is um, just a light. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I <laughs> yes. do think it is something we generate. It is. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and much like light, we, we we when we enter a space, the dark has to go away. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I think we can turn it on and we can turn it off if we absolutely. want. Absolutely. I'm, I want to keep it turned on. <laughs> yes, yes. And we know that takes some work, of course. It does, of course. yes. Yes, yeah. So you don't just wake up like this, so... <laughs> <laughs> mornings I do but not yes. every morning right and that's okay and that's yes. okay yes yeah. yes so I know a big part of who you are and what you do is that you love to empower women you're on a mission to empower women from powerless to um, to empress right yes. and a, a big part of that is because you yourself you went from a registered nurse to an unexpected widow um, and that's how you actually came into inheriting a 129-year-old male-led business, which Absolutely. is the business you have. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we would love to hear your story, love to learn more about who you are, how you are, and why you are. Okay. Well, it's interesting because I loved being a nurse. I worked in labor and delivery for many years and loved that and then became a lactation consultant and started my own private practice as a consultant so that I could really meet the needs of the mothers out in the community. But as I was growing that company, about six years into that, I realized as much as I love being with the moms and the babies, and I really did, I also realized that I loved growing a company. that I was starting to just feel super empowered by that. So I went to my husband, we were both working at home at that point. And I went to him and I said, uh, you know, I, I think I would uh, like to start working for Louis page. And he said, well, why would you want to do that? And I said, because I love growing a company and I think you could use my help. Oh, wow. And this was your husband's company that he inherited. He had inherited from his father who had inherited from his grandfather, from his father, I mean. And so my late husband, late husband now, but my husband at the time, Duncan said, um, 
oh, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think husband and wife should work together. <laughs> and I pushed him a little bit on it. And then I just let it go. And then a year later, my brother and his wife were at the lake house with us. And my brother decides he wants to come to work for Duncan. And so he tells him, you know, I want to come to work for you as your sales guy. And my brother did have tremendous experience as corporate sales guy. So I, I, you know, was hearing Rick say this, I, he hadn't said anything to me about it. And then he says, oh, but the only way I'll come to work for you is if Debbie comes to work for you. Ooh, he had your back. Oh, he said, (laughs) we're going to beat the dream team. Yeah. That all took place in October of 2011. And I did, I went to work for Louis Page, which was really a fabulous thing for me because I was able to come in and realize, oh my goodness, they have no systems in place. Mm. Now we, we both know you're not going to be able to run a business without you being there if you don't have any systems in place. Right. And I said, okay, let's start to get some systems in place. And I then did a lot of research. I met with people. I got new systems, new um, oh, software installed for them to use because they just had a very archaic system that they were wow. using. So they, they didn't have the means to send an email to a customer and just automatically attach the estimate. They had to fax the estimate and send an email. And I'm like, oh. wait a minute, this is 2011 through 2012, and you can't just send an email. So I, I made a lot of changes. And, oh. and, you know, in any company or any situation, when you start to make changes, you're going to have some people go, well, who do you think you are? Right. You know, oh, yeah, the, the boss's wife comes to work and now she makes us do all these different things. Right. But as they began to use the system and they said, oh, my God goodness. Now life is so much easier. I I got bumped up quite a bit. You know, they said, yeah, I think maybe she does know what she's doing. Well, (laughs) I didn't totally know what I was doing, but I, I knew I knew enough that I, I realized I could bring about some changes. So I had four years of doing things like that before uh, Duncan passed. And then when he passed, I immediately became the CEO. And now we are a small company. We were a small company then as far as number of employees, but it was still a big transition for me, a male dominated industry. I, I just, I wasn't that familiar. I wasn't doing any of the selling except for, I had a couple of things that I, a couple of times I, they put me on the, on the case to do the selling, but most of the time I was not doing the selling. And so now here, all of a sudden I've lost my husband. I've lost my boss. I've lost my coworker. I've lost my best friend, my playmate, my lover. And I was lost. I mean, I was really, really lost. And Mm That was not an easy transition uh, within imagine. the, yeah. And within a couple of months, I hired a friend of mine to come in and take over the bookkeeping. Cause I had been doing the bookkeeping and I thought, Nope, I've got to work myself out of working in the business. I have to work on the business. Mm. Huge thing for me. And, and yeah. that's something I still find myself. Well, wait a minute. I'm working in the business right now. I've got to pull back and work on the business. But anyway, all of that, you know, just began to transition. And I began to study even more. What does it really mean to be a leader? And what does it mean to lead a team? What does it even mean to have a team? I mean, because I had been a solopreneur. I mean, I'd been working totally by myself other than I had pulled somebody in to do some of my visits when I was doing my lactation um, private practice. But okay. This was very different. 
Yeah. And, um, and so what I found is that there's a lot of work involved in growing a business. There is a huge mind shift in learning to work on the business right? because I'm the type of person I like to check off the boxes. I like to say, oh, I did this and I did this and I did this. And I get all those shots of dopamine and I feel yes. like, woo, you got <laughs> <out of> the <laughs> world. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, I'd look and I'd say, well, I didn't do a darn thing to grow the business. No. I just got, I just put out all the fires that were happening today, mm-hmm. getting those monkeys off my back. So being a leader is, is both a beautiful thing, but it is also a challenge. And it's something that every day I feel that I have to, come to the table with the right mindset. Uh, You know, this is a huge gift that's been given to me. It's been successful now for, we'll be 130 years old in in January. That is a long time. Just recently, I heard a statistic that less than a thousand businesses ever make it to a hundred years. Now we're almost, we're over a hundred and a quarter. I mean, we're almost a hundred and a third. Yes. Oh, that's an amazing feat. Yeah, it really is. And, uh, you know, and I, I remember during that time of, of tremendous grief, when there just felt like there was so much darkness that a friend of mine said, you know what, it doesn't matter if you don't work in the business for the next six weeks, this business is not going out of business. Your phone is still going to be ringing right. because we were at that point, And that was true. I could definitely run the business passively because we had all the systems in place okay. and the team in place. I could not grow it passively because I didn't have anybody on my team to actually grow the business. Mm. So, wow. But that's, that's a lot of what my journey has been to, yes. you know, to become the CEO and to be the, you know, hundred percent woman owned. There are definitely government contracts out there for us. I haven't right. tapped into those to full to the full degree that I can. And I actually have a call scheduled this afternoon with a woman that that's her specialty. So oh, well, congratulations on taking that step. Because oh, thank you. And and part of being an entrepreneur or and a business owner, especially in this space, um, as a woman entrepreneur, is celebrating those um those mini, you know, those, those mini wins, you know, yes. like. Something such as scheduling the call that I'm going to do to talk about, have the conversation about positioning the company for a grant or to be able to be qualified to get some special, you know, kind of things that are in place for us, for women. Yes, yes I know? know. I mean, yes, they're out there and let's take advantage of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because sometimes we get in our own way and say, oh, um, I want to do this and I can do this on my own and don't need the help. But no, we can't, we can't, we're, we, we cannot do this by ourselves. No, we can. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons as, as a leader is that we do have to delegate. We right. have to have a team around us. Some of the team are going to be people that are actually part of our company and others are going to be people that we contract with to help us grow like you to help grow our brand, Yes, help grow me as a, as a female entrepreneur. Uh, to get government contracts, right? Uh, to help grow me, you know, to help me learn how to do email campaigns, all yes. kinds of things that we uh, need help with. We we can't do if we're doing it by ourselves. We're just, it's just a job. It is. It really is. And you want it to be a passion, you know, because um, I mean, it's it's about loving what you do, so it doesn't feel like work. 
you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> that is what I want every day is I want yes. to really love what I do. That doesn't mean that there's not mundane things that I need to do every day, because sometimes there are some things that I would rather not do. Right. And I was watching a documentary on Queen Elizabeth II, mm-hmm. and I heard her say as she stood up from her desk, all these papers that she just finished reading and signing, she says, every day I wish that I could spend more time outside but this is my call and this is how I serve my country. And I thought right then and there, now she's queen. Of course, that was when she was still alive. She's queen. And yet she still has things that she has to do every day that would not necessarily be her first choice. Right. Right. And, and again, it's reminding ourselves that it's okay. And we're not alone in that space. Right. Yes. And I think also reminding myself every day, I am making a choice. I don't have to do this. I could walk away today and do right. something else, but right. I have made the choice and I have made the commitment that this is what I'm going to do and I'm, I'm doing it and I'm loving it. Yes. And what a commitment it is. I mean, to inherit a, a company that's been around for now 129 years, going on 30, 130 years. I mean, I, I mean, I know you came in and you put the systems in place. How do you think it was surviving on its own? for all those years, just not having any of those things in place? Like, what was it? Well, I think that it was surviving because they had such a huge database of customers. Mm. And for many, many years, for many decades, the company was predominantly a New England company. And they had the salesmen going out to the different farmers and the different feed stores and things like that to sell their goods. And then the big box stores came on board. And that made a huge dent in our business because Mm -hmm. they started selling a lot of the same products that we sell. So we had to really differentiate differentiate ourselves from from the big box stores. And that's still something that we work on doing. And we have really fabulous customer service. I used to call it a concierge of customer service because very few, I mean, you're not going to get that if you go to a big box store. You're no. oftentimes going to get somebody that has no idea what they're selling. No idea at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, but for us, we, we know what we're selling. And, you know, I have Terry with me, Terry, female Terry, and she has been with the company since the year 2000. And she knows our product backwards and forwards. And she provides such tremendous service for the customers that call up. Oh, and, that's amazing. Yes. Yes. So. That's amazing because it's very important to always have that expert, you know, that person who is the the subject matter ex- expert, they call it the SME. Yes, yes because uh, again, to be able to have your customers' loyalty and trust, they have to know that you know what it is you're selling and what it is you're doing. And by positioning yourself as an expert um, or someone on your team as an expert, it does add that credibility to what you're doing, and which it also acts as a differentiator. When it comes to standing out. Yes, it definitely does. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit more about the women, um, the women aspect, women empowerment aspect to what you do, because we talk, we're talking about a a company that provides fencing and wiring. So how did you go from that, from it being a male dominated company to you finding something where you're able to empower women? Well, you know, as I began to have conversation with some various people, um, 
marketers and um, coaches and things, I began to realize that one of the big gifts that I have is because I've been put in this position and it was not an easy transition for me, the company was not doing it super well at the point that I took over the company. So there was some real hard questions I had to ask myself and some scrambling. Well, anyway, all that, the whole thing of the process through that and the growing and becoming a leader in a male dominated industry, people began to say to me, oh my goodness, you could really work with women because there are other women out there who maybe don't have an inherited a company, but they have their own company that they're trying to grow and they're running into obstacles and all kinds of detours. And, and I, I started to really think about, well, gosh, what has my life and what has my journey been like? And I began to realize, well, it certainly hasn't been a straight line. Right. It hasn't even been up and down and up and down. To me, it has been more of an ascension I go up a little bit and then I go backwards a little bit and then I go up and around a little bit and then maybe a couple of steps back, but always continuing to go forward. Even if it's two steps back and one step forward, learning not to get discouraged, learning to say, this is life. And I don't care whether I'm in school or if I'm running a business, maybe I'm running a race, maybe I'm swimming. Who knows what I might be doing? Sailing, I think, is a great example because you can be on the exact same water just beside another sailboat and they take off like crazy and I'm sitting right here. And it's because I don't have my sail set properly. Wow. I've got to catch the wind just right in order to go ahead. And I think that's so much of what life is like. And especially as a leader in a business, you've got to learn how to set your sail. And the way you set it for this moment is going to be different from the way you said it, even maybe 10 minutes down the road. Right. And all of that is okay. And all of that's okay because it shifts. Everything shifts. People are always moving. Everything is always moving. And that's okay. And to learn not to be afraid of when those challenges come up, it's just say, it's okay. I I can get this. And if I don't know how to do it, and a lot of times I don't, I know who to tap into. And if I, if that person doesn't know how to help me, they know who to tap into. into. Right. Right. So one of my big things is to surround yourself by around with five people that you want to be like. Now, some of those people may be people that you hire as coaches or as, you know, as a business helping my business, but surrounding myself with five people that I want to become like, because we do become like the five people we spend the most time. We really do. We really do. Whether it's our accent or our energy or our growth as a person or our growth as a business. Absolutely. We've got to be around people that are already doing it and can encourage us to, to stay right in there and, and get it done too. Yeah, or even to just level up because if they they are in a space where they can help you rise a little bit more. Yes. Yeah, you want to believe that they will help you. And but you also have to be willing to receive that help. How about that part? Oh, that is so true. And yes. I actually I just had a conversation with a person yesterday, somebody I have great, great respect for, and he has his own business. But he said to me yesterday, and this is the third time I think he said this to me, I have a hard time receiving help from anybody. Yes. And he said, and because of that, I feel like I'm stuck in my business. Oh, wow. And isn't it crazy how knowing is not enough? (laughs) I just heard the other day, they said, if knowledge was, let's see, how did they say it? If, oh, how did they work? Something about 
if knowledge brought wealth, then librarians would be the wealthiest people in the world. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And so, we know that's not true. And so would teachers. How about professors? Professors would oh, be as well. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. All those universities that have yes. these teachers that are teaching the people who, who are, who are going to go out and make the money. Yes. That's, if you, you can have all the knowledge, but if you're not implementing it, then it's nothing. Yes. It's, yes. And, you know, and I think you, you probably have seen this as well, that there are a lot of entrepreneurs and not just women, but definitely women are in the that category where they learn and learn and learn and learn, but they don't implement. Right. And then they just, they just become this wealth of knowledge. But what is knowledge if you're not taking massive action? Right, right. Absolutely. And you've got to take massive action every single day. And I don't care whether it is your business, whether it is your health, mm -hmm. whether it is your family, you can't just sit in the back seat. You right. got to be in that yeah. driver's seat. You got to be taking action. Yeah. And you know, they say when you know better, you do better. I think it's more like when you know better, you you, you should do better or you should. Oh. <laughs> Because people don't automatically do better because they know better. No, no. You know, and, and if anything, that actually, is, are you really that smart to have all that knowledge and not use it? That actually makes you worse than the person who doesn't have the knowledge at all. I think so. And I wonder how many of us, when we have a lot of that knowledge, then we're stuck because we think we're not going to be perfect when we take action. Ooh, and, there you go, Debbie. Yeah. And that uh, perfection is a killer. And, and, you know, Tony Robbins says it's the lowest denominator. It's the lowest standard. So we don't want to strive for perfection. What we want to strive for is progress. Mm. And I have to work with my team with that because sometimes a person on my team will say, when I'll say, well, I don't see that you've gotten this going yet. Well, I know because I'm still working on the details. And I'll say, you know what? Let's get it out. I don't care. Doesn't have to be perfect. Let's get it going because then you're going to gain momentum. And like as that. you gain momentum, you're going to gain confidence. And as you gain confidence, you're going to gain courage. And as you gain courage, then you're going to want to do more. I like that. I like that a lot because I, I too have gotten stuck in that perfection place because I am a doer, but it takes me a while to do because I'm, I want it perfect. I want to operate in excellence and I want it to just look and feel a certain way oh, because of, yeah. And, and to think I, be, I became a brand manager for that very reason. It's like, <laughs> like my, my, my Achilles heel, so to speak, uh -huh. is actually what turned into my career is the need to make things look a certain way and feel a certain way before I put oh, it out there. Uh -huh. Isn't that crazy how that happened? Yes. Yes. And I just heard yesterday, I'm, I'm actually listening on Audible to the book, The Alter Ego. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about Beyonce and she didn't have the courage to get out on the stage right. and perform. Have you heard this whole thing? I, I, have, I have from yeah, her. Yeah. The whole thing of the alter ego and, and thinking that pretending in a sense that she was somebody else. Right. Even if we have to do that to get that momentum going, who cares? Whatever right. it takes, whatever we, it takes. we need to get out there and we need to get it done. Yeah. And, and success loves speed. Mm. So anytime we just keep it slow and steady, which right. maybe that does win some reason. Right. <laughs> but, but success loves speed. So I think we have to take action and we have to do it every day, even yes. when we don't feel like it or even when we're scared. Right. And even when it's not yet perfect, you know, or because yeah. will it ever be perfect? I well, mean, and we'll... what is perfection? Isn't okay. it always changing? Mm. 
I mean, if we look at shoes, I bet people a hundred years ago thought they had the perfect pair of shoes. Right. And now look at us with our closet and I go, well, I don't have a single pair of shoes. Not one, <laughs> not one to go with my outfit. And I know. They hurt. And even if you do, it's like, oh, those hurt. Those hurt. The cute ones always hurt. Always. The cute ones kill always. you. Always. <laughs> <laughs> but they're designed to do that. And we do it anyway. So now is that perfection? Uh, so even what is the perfect shoe? Right. Really? Yeah. Is it is a perfect shoe cute and comfortable or because they make you feel like you can't have cute and comfy at the same time? I know. I know. And why at my age, I need comfort. <laughs> yeah. So but why do we have to pick one over the other, Debbie? Like, why? I know. Isn't that true? Shoe that is comfortable. But uh-huh. <sighs> such is life. <laughs> well, there are definitely companies that are making much more comfortable shoes that are super gorgeous shoes. So yes, I'm glad yes. for that. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> are you looking for a new way to connect with your target audience? Well, look no further. By sponsoring a mid-roll ad in our popular podcast, Leaders on the Rise, you can reach a dedicated and engaged listener base. With our high quality production and strategic placement, your ad will be heard by thousands of potential customers. Don't miss out on this opportunity to grow your business and increase brand awareness. Contact us today to learn more about our advertising packages and to secure your spot in our next episode. Let's get back to the conversation. Yeah. So talk to us more about what it is that you do to help women go from powerless to empress. I know you have workshops, you have um, a summit that you do. You actually just finished one. I just finished the third summit, summit, the inspired mom. And Mm -hmm. I had pulled together 38 speakers, wonderful speakers to really help encourage moms. I, I divided into three sections. One is mindset and self care, because I think First of all, moms have to learn how to take care of themselves so they can take care of their families. And if they don't have the right mindset, they're not going to ever think that self-care is important. Mm-mm. And we know that it is. Yes. And I think especially as business owners, if we don't take care of ourselves and always map out something during our week that's actually serving us, that's right. Really- taking care of us. That's super important. And then the other section is certainly parental issues and the things that moms deal with ADHD or picky eaters or Mm -hmm. a strong-willed child. Uh, I had a wonderful speaker in his eighties. He has for his whole life uh, work has been to teach parents how to, how to raise children with love and logic. And I absolutely love that was Jim Fay, And I love talking with him. And then uh, the other section of my summit is always has to do with business. I want to empower women to start their own business. Or if not, if they're not at the point that they want to start their own business, then see if you can work remotely, if that's something you want to do. Because many women are finding they can work remotely and feel that they are much more on top of of what brings them freedom, what takes care of their family, and what brings them peace. Right, right. And isn't it funny, Debbie, how people... Because I remember once upon a time, women would blog, become bloggers, yes. lifestyle bloggers, because they were yeah. a stay-at-home mom. So blogging would be their way out uh-huh. or their way to build an extra stream of income. And now after this, now this new normal, after this pandemic, we're all working from home. So moms are already on the right track way ahead of the 
<laughs> I know. Absolutely. Yes. 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 So oh, could you imagine now they were ahead of the game and, and, and now they should be dominating that space. Like you shouldn't even be afraid anymore because you've been doing it. Oh, I know. And I think moms make and can make the most incredible CEOs mm. because if you think about everything involved in managing a household and children, and if you're navigating a career or a business, and it doesn't matter whether you have a spouse who supports you a thousand percent and helps you with a lot of things, there is something about in most family situations, the woman still is the manager. It just seems to be the case. Right. And right. Um, so then th- that means that that women are just as mothers, especially, I think they just are already developing those skills to make them a terrific CEO. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I and I'm assuming through your workshops, you help them to cultivate those skills and really yes. tap into that or even just become aware of it. How about that's the first step? Yeah, that's true. Aware. I mean, absolutely. That's the very first part of thing, that inner awakening. Yes. Becoming aware of who you are what your dreams are and what you're capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, at my age, I'm 68. So I, my, yeah, I'll be 69 in February. Oh, wow. And uh, so, and I have friends, you know, a lot of friends that are my age and it is interesting to me to see how many of them feel trapped mm-hmm. and you can look at their life from the outside and think, well, they have the perfect life. They have a gorgeous house. They have, horses or dogs or whatever they need, they have mm-hmm. or want, but there's still, there's an element of things sometimes that they feel trapped. They never worked through. And right. so even though I've spent a lot of time, you know, working with moms, I also work with women as they are aging and really wanting to help them figure out, I, I really would like to help moms or women figure out in their forties before they get really, really trapped right? because it's so much easier, the younger you are to start to build these healthy habits of patterns of thinking and getting beyond your limiting beliefs, which we all have male or female mom Mm -hmm. or not mom. Yes. That programming. Yes. Yep. That programming that we have. And that little voice that says, Oh, you can't do this. I don't care how hard you try. You're never going to do this. Right. And we have to learn how to how to handle that, how to crumple right. that up, toss that no. away, say, like, uh-uh, not listening that don't to you today. You. Yeah, because it doesn't serve you, it like you said. It does not serve me at serve all. It, yeah, and, oh. and like you said, you touched on the your friends looking like they have perfect lives. Remember, yeah. we just said, what is perfect, right? Um, and, and now they feel trapped in that perfect looking life because it's what they thought they had to do in order to be perfect because that's the programming. Yeah. Right. It's probably not even what they really wanted, but they felt like I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do this because that's what perfection looks like. This is what the house and the car and the dog and the, you know, yes. this is what it's supposed to look like instead uh-huh. of just trusting that, you know, what's better for yourself as opposed to, you know, just oh, that is so true. And I think that I, I can't not say something about social media and how yes. That has really had such a major impact on people and especially these young people who look at people's lives. They think they're looking at them and they're seeing everything so beautiful and gorgeous and perfect. And they're not pulling back the curtain. They're not able to pull back the curtain and really see what's behind the scenes. That is behind the scenes is just a real ordinary woman or a person right. living out life day to day, but is able to put these beautiful pictures on and make, you know, and, and not, not that they're trying to deceive somebody. It was a highlight reel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So I, I do think that, you know, women today are facing a much harder task than I ever faced because I didn't have social media when I was, when I was going through my twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, you know, wow. and you would think it's the other way around, right? Because people make you think, or society makes you think that back then women had to be, had a certain role to play in society that would be a certain way. So it was harder then, but now that you look at it, you would think we would be more free, but we're locking ourselves up. Right Absolutely. now, it's, now we're, yes. we're locked up in our own minds because we could have that freedom if we would just let ourselves. Right. I, but You are so right. I do think that people in general are more locked up today than ever in the history of the world. And even though there's more opportunities, mm. there's still so many more traps, I think. Yes. Traps. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't find your way out of those traps or not even get into them. But learn to be aware of what those traps are. So you don't get sucked down that rabbit hole. Right. And, you know, and I was talking to my coach yesterday and I said, do you ever get sucked down the rabbit hole? She said, are you kidding me? Of course I do. She said, and then my <laughs> sister calls and she says, get right out of that rabbit hole. You got work to do. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. Cause they need to emerge. Right. So yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so look at me segueing to your book. <laughs> you yes, like that. So- Women Emerge is a book that you're writing. Yes. And I, it has been a wonderful journey for me to write the book and to really start to look at my own life, my own journey, and to look at it and look at it from the standpoint of how can my journey help other women? And I love the whole phrase that says your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm-hmm. And I believe that to be true, that what I'm vibrating, what my energy level is, what my, what I'm enthusiastic about, then it's going to attract the people that need to hear what my story has been, because I will be able to help them and empower them. So they in turn can tell their story and tell their journey, because there's going to be lots of people for them to help. And that's yeah. what it's all about, isn't it? Serving our community, whatever our community may be. It could be your own household. It could be your neighborhood, but it could be the whole world, you know, certain segments of the whole world. Right, right. And and Debbie, I think it starts with the world around you, right? So yes, and sometimes does. that's what it means by changing the world means the world around you, because once you change the world around you, now that person who's been impacted by you could change the world around them. Then they could change the world around them. And it just kind of becomes a, and before you know it, you change the world. I know. And it's generational. Yeah. That's what's so beautiful because then you pass it down to the next generation. They pass it down to the next generation and it just becomes this beautiful cycle and blossoming plant or tree or, or bush, you know, just getting more and more beautiful. That's amazing. That's amazing, Debbie. I love what you're doing. I love how you are inspiring moms, inspiring women, inspiring yourself, because like you said, it starts with you, right? Like if we don't, if we don't help ourselves, if we don't put ourselves first and be selfish with it, because that's what it's about. It's about being selfish. Being selfless is selfish. Like (laughs) being selfish and putting yourself first so that you are in a place where you can be filled up and be high energy and be someone who can inspire others just by being who you are, I think is the biggest contribution you can make to this world. Oh, I think so too. I think, and I thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share, you know, what my passion is and somewhat of what my journey has been. And, and I hope that people listening have, you know, been able to take some tidbits from it and be able to apply it to your own life because, 
you know, we can, it sometimes is amazing how just the tiniest little seed can make such a huge difference with who we become. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm sure if there's anyone who wants to be able to get in touch with you or want to be able to work with you or learn more through your workshops or getting your book when it's released or any or your summit for that matter, Mm -hmm. um, how would they be able to learn more about what it is that you do and who you are and where they get access to all these amazing things you're doing? Well, they could go to debbiehpage.com. Uh, right now, they could still go to the um, inspiredmomsummit.com. Uh, it's not too late to, to register for that. Even though the, the free talks are over, they could still register for the VIP for $37. Oh. So they can still do that until midnight on Saturday. Oh. And uh, some wonderful, wonderful talks. And you can always drop me an email at Debbie at DebraPage.com. And that's D-E-B-R-A-P-H-E-E.com. So yeah, absolutely. I love having conversation. I love to hear other people's stories. I love to be of inspiration in any way that I can. I've lived a lot longer than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm at that age that I can say that now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And uh-huh. I love that you relish in that. I love that you I embrace do. that. And, you know, my mother did. She passed September a year ago. She was 90, just shy of 96. Wow. And she, it was so amazing to me because I spent the 11 of the last 16 weeks of her life with her and she'd wake up in the morning and it didn't matter whether it was a dreary rainy day. She'd say, Oh, what a beautiful day. Well, I didn't even know if I'd be alive today, but I am. So the good Lord must have something for me to do today. She would say that. Yes. Up until about 36 hours before her death, she was still saying that. You know what I think it is? I think it's her mindset. Your mind controls everything. Your mind controls everything. And, 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 I I know it's still, we just finished Alzheimer's month and I I do have a matriarch of my family that passed as a result um, of Alzheimer's. And I, 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 I'm I'm not, I'm not a doctor or anything, but I feel like the Alzheimer's you, you, it affects you because you forget and you, it's the mind, the mind. So it no longer really serves you the way it should. So your body just, yeah. Exactly. gives up. Yeah. yeah. So if you keep your mind strong, you keep it happy, you keep it positive, the body has to follow. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. And so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's what your mom was able to bless you with. She blessed you I with know. a great mindset. And, with, and still up until those last 36 hours was still telling me stories and I was recording them. Mm. And so I have all of these recordings of my mom telling the story. And even if she told it over and over again of she and her grandmother carrying that blue enamel pot full of chicken stew over to the neighbors, it was during the depression and he didn't have a job and they had four children and they had no way to feed themselves. And so my grand, my great grandmother was helping, you know, take care of them. And I, I just loved it that my mother would tell those stories. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, I hope and pray that you have plenty of amazing stories to tell the women that you're helping and the, and your grandchildren, because you have grandchildren. I I spend a lot of time with, yes. 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 And I'm sure they enjoy every minute of with their grandmother. Oh, I think they do. I I do. I think we have a very special relationship. Yes. Very different. Yes. And you know, I hear, I've heard that children are just a reason to get to the grandchildren. Is that true? Oh, I totally believe that. I loved and adored my children. I thought they were just so marvelous. And then the grandchildren came along and I was like, this is what it's about. 
did I even know what love was? Yeah, right. Last year for winter, I went away for a couple of months. I went, so I live in New Hampshire. I went down to South Carolina so I could have a warmer winter. And my granddaughter, who's four, just told me on Sunday, Mimi, I was really sad when you went to that place for winter time. And I said, you were, I said, you didn't say anything. And she said, I didn't want you to go. And that was so precious to me that she was able now at four to verbalize that, but she had felt that when she was three, but didn't verbalize it till she was four. And, but that just, oh my goodness, that totally won my heart. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard. So hopefully I can bless my father with grandkids one day because I want to see him light up like that. Oh yeah. It is marvelous. It is. And as my, my dad used to say, oh, I love to see my grandchildren come, but better yet. I love to see them go. Because he said, you know, he said, I don't want to spend in the night. I'd rather, I'll have it for eight hours, but that's about it for me. That's about it. Cut off time. <laughs> oh, God. That's hysterical. But thank oh. you so much, Debbie. I loved our conversation. Lydia, I love your light. It's been wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> your energy, your beauty. And mm-hmm. I know your beauty, even though you're gorgeous on the outside, I know so much of your beauty is just because it's radiating out from who you are. So thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for seeing me. <laughs> and by that, I mean, seeing the real me, the inside of me, because um, I, I think that's the real compliment. That's the real you know, when someone says that, that they see you, I think that's the biggest thing because it's not about the outside, but they see me. And that's, it's really yes. good because I do the work, Debbie. I work on this every day. I can tell that you do. I every know it does not come by just by staying in bed, eating bonbons. No, no not at all. <laughs> Where do we get bonbons anyway? Do we still make those? <laughs> I've never had one. I don't, not that I know. Of. I'm gonna look them up now. <laughs> I think I will too. Oh and if I find them, I'm gonna send you some. Okay. <laughs> yes, oh, yes. But yes, everyone who is listening, if you want to learn more about Debbie and the amazing things she's doing, go to debbiehpage.com and you'll be able to see her landing page. You're able to subscribe and see some information about her. And then just kind of look out for the workshops, look out for the summits and look out for the book that she's going to be releasing shortly. Um, I'm sure it's going to be an amazing, amazing story, an amazing book that's going to help you to emerge as the woman that you truly are. So look out for all of that. And thank you again, Debbie, for being on our show on Leaders on the Rise. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. It's a beautiful service that you're providing for people. So thank you. Thank you. Until next time, guys, tune in again on Leaders on the Rise. Talk to you soon. Lydia here. Thank you so much for listening to Leaders on the Rise. If you are a successful CEO, founder, C-suite executive, decision maker, successful business leader, or an influential entrepreneur who would like to be on this podcast, please visit pierrebrandinggroup.com slash podcast to apply. If you got something out of this interview you would like to share on social media, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag leaders on the rise. 
I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and they mean so much to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, pierrebrandygroup.com, or follow me on LinkedIn and Instagram at LydiaPierre underscore. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.